And we, uh, we're going to jump right in. The other day I was sitting in my office kind of getting prepared for this, and the Lord spoke this into my heart. He said, my time is short. My time is short, and I've never heard that kind of uh, a way. I've always heard, you know, the time is short, or, you know, we're getting close to wrapping this thing up, but it was like Jesus saying, no, you got to understand something. My time is short. And then I said, okay, God, what do you mean by that? And instantly, John, or the, the Lord spoke to me, said, turn to John chapter 4. Now, the Lord doesn't speak to me like that way very often, specifically in that manner. But I turned to John chapter 4, and you know the story about the Samaritan woman. And, and the disciples come back and they, you know, Jesus is telling his disciples, I have bread or meat that you know not of, but my, but my bread is to do the will of my father, right? But then he says this, he speaks to his disciples and he says, you keep saying that there are four months into the harvest, but I'm telling you now, the harvest is ripe right now. It is white with harvest. What is he telling his disciples? He is saying, look, get ready. You keep thinking that there's going to be a day far off from now where we'll have to get busy. But get out of that mindset. We better get busy right now because the harvest is his. It belongs to him. Everything about the harvest belongs to him. And we've got to get serious about the Father's business together in what belongs to him. Amen. Pastor Zach has been in a in a in a series talking about navigating the times. Guys, we're in a crucial moment in our history. And and just to throw this out there, a couple weeks ago, I was just, my, my wife and kids had already went to bed and I was just flipping through some videos on YouTube and I came across this video that really stood out to me and the title of it was The Return of the Lord. And, and then something just impressed me, and, and I began to watch it, and, and he was speaking about how urgent it is about the return of the Lord. Now, I know everybody in here has heard about the return of the Lord since you were just a little child in church. I grew up hearing about the return of the Lord, and sometimes if we're not careful, we will move into this realm of complacency and apathy because we have heard it so many times. But guys, I, I'm asking that the Spirit of God would put a resurgence in us to believe the truth and the power of the word that declares we need to be watching for his return because it is close. I was watching that. Then we step into here on Sunday morning and the very thing that Pastor Zach begins to release is about the return of the Lord. And he began to say that even when he woke up that morning that he turned on um, uh, Jensen Franklin and, and at their church, John Hagee was there and he was talking about the return of the Lord. Then I'm hearing about people over where we're from in the Popper Bluff area people that have a voice into that region and they're talking about the return of the Lord. Church, we need to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking and we've got to get on board and begin to warn the people of the land that this is serious business and we can't look four months from now because at any moment the Lord could return. One of the most heartbreaking things I can imagine, heartbreaking things I could ever imagine is that the return of the Lord would come and some of us would miss it. Some of our family would miss it. Some of the people in this church would miss it. Church, I'm telling you that the hour is urgent. Last week, Pastor Zach released this as he took the pulpit to begin to release the word of the Lord to you. 
And he said this, that the Lord spoke to him, lift up your voice like a trumpet. I'm positioning you as a watchman on the wall. I want you to shout out and declare what I'm doing in this hour, church. Me and Pastor uh, Chad did not get together before church and say, you know what, this song would fit right in with the message. He came up to me before church. He said, is there any certain thing that you want me to, to do for altar call? And I just said, just sing something that, that's declaring Jesus, that's moving people toward Jesus. And he said, well, that's what we've already prepared. So it's the spirit of the Lord that is speaking. We begin to declare, shout Jesus from the mountain. Shout Jesus from the streets. Jesus over darkness. Jesus over the enemy. We speak Jesus, church, and we cannot just repeat words that are up on a screen. We have got to be watchmen with a voice as a trumpet, declaring to the region, declaring to the world, Jesus is coming back. Church, this morning we function as Christ church under an apostolic and prophetic covering. That's what's over this house. And if there is a mandate to be a watchman on the wall, we inherit that mandate personally by the covering that we are under. Amen. So we understand when Pastor Zach got up and he began to declare that the Lord had spoke to him as a watchman on the wall. It was not just for him personally. As an apostolic covering over us, we begin to inherit that mandate as well. And we need to begin to take these things serious. Jesus is speaking from his throne. Jesus is speaking to the heavens and he's saying, Christ Church, you have got to be a voice in this region. You have got to be a spearhead in this hour to begin to declare that my return is coming and you have got to warn the people because there is a consequence if we don't open our mouths. Amen. The anointing upon your life is there and it is released to you this morning because of the covering that you are under. Uh, several years ago I was hearing a preacher and he said he was sitting in his living room and, and, and it's hard to believe that it happened 22 years ago but you know, there's some things that happen in our life that we remember exactly where we are the moment that it happened. I remember my mom and dad, they'll talk about where they was at the moment that JFK was assassinated. Does anybody remember where you was at when that happened? I remember where I was at when 9-11 happened. I was sitting as a senior in math class when we was watching, and that will kind of tell you how old I am. But I remember that happening, and this preacher was sitting in his living room, and he was seeing this on the TV and just grieved in his spirit. He was frustrated, and, and he turned the TV off. He threw the remote at the TV, and he said he screamed at God saying, where were the prophets? Where were the prophets? And the Lord said back to him, where were you? Church, I want to declare something. A lot of times it's easy just to hear what everybody else is saying that the Lord is saying, but I'm going to ask you this morning, and I'm going to put some pressure on some things this morning. Where are you at in this hour? It's all good that we are hearing the word of the Lord, that the Lord is instructing us and beginning to correct us in some ways to get us to a place that we can navigate through the times, but it's just not so we can get through. It's so the people that God has given us influence over, they will be prepared as well to begin to walk through the perilous times that we are seeing this nation embark on church, and we have got to begin to have an open ear to thus saith the Lord so we can tell people and give direction to people as they are in a moment of chaos and wondering and hopelessness. We have got to be the voice of God in this region to declare his truth and his hope. 
There's an urgency being released. And, I, and I, I don't know if my words will do this justice, but I hope they do. By the realm of the Spirit, there's an urgency being released in the earth that the return of the Lord is drawing near. And we as Christ church have to respond to the word of the Lord and we have to lift our voice like a trumpet. We have to lift our voice like a trumpet. So I'm declaring over this house, pray with me just for a moment. I'm declaring over this house that we have ears to hear. We have eyes to see what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking in this hour. Father, and I ask for grace that we would no longer be silent, but Lord, there would be a holy boldness to begin to declare, thus saith the Lord in the earth. Father, we thank you for it this morning. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Pray for me this morning. My, my help meet is at home with our girls this morning. Melissa, I know she wanted to be here, but uh, just keep us in prayer, and, and we're going to get ready to have a birthday party here in a few hours, so it's going to be a grand time, but we got serious business to attend to this morning. Ezekiel chapter 33, and I'm sorry, back in the booth, I never give you scriptures ever, so, but you guys are anointed to do that, so you are quick. Can you give them a hand back there? They're awesome. They really are. I've done that. My wife has done that. I know some of you have done that job, and I'm telling you, it can get frustrating, especially when you have somebody like me and you never know where I'm going. So you just have to have an open ear. So we bless them and we thank them for, for their sacrifice and what they do. Ezekiel chapter 33, starting in verse 1, it says this, Again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of your people and say to them, When I bring the sword upon a land... And the people of the land take a man from their territory and make him their watchman. When he sees the sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and he warns the people, then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but he did not take warning. His blood shall be upon himself, but he who takes warning will save his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. So you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel, Therefore, you shall hear a word from my mouth, and you shall warn them for me. Just to recap, just a few weeks in this Navigating the Time series, Pastor Zach has begun to declare two weeks ago, he said one of the key points of his message, in this hour, church, hear me and hear me well, we have better get as close to God as we possibly can. We have better dive into whatever it is that God is calling us to do. Those unctions that we get, we better respond to them appropriately. When the Lord begins to speak to come away with him, it's because he wants to instruct us and he wants to empower us and he wants to give us strength and he wants to give us everything we need to equip us to do the work that he is calling us to do. But if we keep missing out on these unctions of the spirit, we will not have the instruction necessary to begin to lead the people 
people into victory and triumph in this hour. Then last week, he began to say, not only do we need to get as close to Jesus as we possibly can, we have got to know the word like never before, and we have got to stand upon the word like never before. We can't just begin to make up our own things and declare it to the people. The thing that is going to bring victory in people's lives is not our own ideas. It's the anointing that comes and destroys the yoke of bondage that is on on people by the seriousness of the word of God. We can't come up with our own ideologies. We can't come up with our own revelations and see people come into victory. It is the Spirit of God that's going to draw them out of darkness and into marvelous light. So we do have a mandate upon our life, and this mandate is serious because God is trusting to us a harvest that is in this region that are hopeless right now. And guys, we are the answer by the Spirit of God to to shout forth His strength into the earth. I want to talk to you this morning just for a few moments about the role that we are called to play as watchmen. Now remember, this mandate is for everybody that is underneath the covering of this house. We are all watchmen positioned to do what God has called us to do. The watchman warns the land of incoming attack. The watchman will warn the land of incoming attack. The only way that a watchman can be effective is from an elevated position. Church, if we don't ascend the hill of the Lord, then we will never be in a position to see what we need to see in order to warn the people. In the old covenant, this is what happened. When man would need the power of God, God would come and he would empower man for a moment to give them the the strength that they need to do a specific task. But when that was over, he would lift and he would begin begin to govern from his throne through the prophets. In this new covenant, he does no longer just come down. He invites us to go and be where he is. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 4, After these things I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with men, saying, listen to this, come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this. The Bible declares in the book of Ephesians that God has seated us with Christ in heavenly places. The only way, we've been building a house out in Patterson, Missouri, that's over close to Piedmont on the other side of Poplar Bluff, and it's a ginormous house, it's a big house, but it's amazing to me that when I'm on the ground just looking at it, it looks like a big house, but when you get on top of that house, you can see for miles and miles and miles, but unless we live in an elevated position, unless we see ourselves seated with Christ, we will never be able to see what God intends for us to see until we position ourselves where Christ has already bought and paid for by his own blood our rightful place in him. The open door is an open invitation to abide in an elevated position. I want you to know when the heavens, when the veil was rent from top to bottom, there is an open access to the throne room of God. And you know how we access that throne room of God? It's by the blood of Jesus. That's the only qualification. If you have the blood of Jesus that has covered you, that has cleansed you, then you have access into that realm of the Holy of Holies. Holy Spirit now abides in you and you can begin to elevate your life in Christ and see those things which he needs to show the earth. The posture of the watchman can see what the land is coming against before the attack begins. Now I'm not saying that sometimes it does happen like this and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you can pinpoint it accurately and sometimes you just know something's coming and you can begin to warn the people. 
Sometimes we we don't know what's coming, but there's this sense of urgency, church, we need to pray. And our response to that is we better pray. We better begin to move according to the word of the Lord. We need to ask God for a hedge of protection concerning whatever is coming upon the land. But the role of the watchman is to let the people, the land, the region know that there is something that is coming. There is something that we are embarking on. And we have got to shout with a voice of a trumpet to warn the people. Because if we don't, there's a lot of people that's going to be caught by surprise. The element of surprise is one of the greatest strategies of the enemy. It's one of the greatest strategies of the enemy. But watchmen have the anointing to cancel this completely. Now again, what I, when I say that, it doesn't mean that the enemy is going to stop fighting. But if you know it's coming, you can make the necessary adjustments to begin to thwart off what the enemy wants to place upon this region, upon your home, upon you personally, upon your family, upon your children. But the only way that's ever going to come to pass is if we live in an elevate, elevated position. Can I go ahead and just reiterate this? We need to get as close to Jesus as we possibly can in this hour. We need to press into God. We need to give our time unto God. We need to give ourselves unto the unction of Holy Spirit. Number two, the watchman will awaken the land by the trumpet. One of the biggest struggles, one of the biggest struggles that the church is fighting in this hour is we are asleep. And when we are asleep, we have no idea what's coming. When we fall asleep and we are underneath this demonic spirit of slumber, stuff does take us by surprise. And even when the Lord wants to get our attention, sometimes we don't even heed what the Lord is wanting to speak to us because we are in this posture of asleep. But the watchman, now remember, we are watchmen that is sitting in an elevated position to begin to speak the word of the Lord into the region that God has placed us in. But the watchman carries the anointing by the Spirit to awaken those out of slumber. Hear me when I say this. You have the anointing on your life to sound your voice like a trumpet to awaken those that are asleep so they can begin to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Church, we have got to be in this hour a people that wants to awaken the heart of people so we're not the only ones that hear what God is speaking, but a region is hearing what God is speaking. Amen? We will never be the, uh, a people that just set up and say, only God speaks through me. We'll never be that people, but there's an anointing on your life to awaken people up out of sleep so they can begin to hear and respond to thus saith the Lord. The power of the trumpet will melt the blindness of complacency. Romans 13, 11 says this, and doing this, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when you first believe. The trumpet is a symbol of power. The trumpet is a symbol of authority. And when the trumpet, Isaiah 58 says this, lift up thy voice like a trumpet. Church, we can no longer be silent about thus saith the Lord. We can no longer go about our business without declaring the word of the Lord. We've got this mindset, well, I can't say what God is speaking because I may get on somebody's nerve. Guys, we live in a day where everybody's going to take offense to everything. But we better be on God's side and speak what God is speaking instead of trying to save face so that way people won't look at us or be offended at us. We better speak thus saith the Lord into the earth because that is the hope for our nation. That is the hope for our region. It's not the political realm. It's the power of the spoken and written and revealed word of Almighty God. How will people know if we don't speak? 
I remember hearing a revival that broke out down in Memphis several years ago. And, and the people leading that revival, they said, you know what? We never did a commercial. We never put an ad in the paper. We didn't even print up flyers. But what happened is God impacted the people of that church to such a measure and such a degree, they could not keep their mouth shut. They was going to work and they say, come see what the Lord is doing. They would go home and say, come see what the Lord is doing. And it began to spread like wildfire because the people got an unction in their bellies and they began to lift their voice like a trumpet. How is our region going to know that the hope is in Jesus if the people of God will not lift our voice and declare that he is the answer? But when the trumpet is blown, it will introduce a power and an authority in our region that is greater than what people are currently experiencing. Church, I'm telling you, people are in bondage. Oh, people are in bondage. I'm seeing people, and, and we get the opportunity to minister to several, that their lives are just gripped with bondage. And there's got to be a voice of power and authority that begins to destroy the yoke that is upon their life. And the only way that that's going to happen is if we begin to declare, thus saith the Lord, over their life. The watchman will see the doings of the people within the land. Now remember, we've got to live in an elevated position. And when you're in an elevated position, it's amazing what you will be able to discern. But you know what? We live in an hour and a day where we have talked to many people and it seemed like so many just don't have any discernment. They'll be moving in this direction and they'll say, well, it's okay for me to move in this direction even though the Word of God says it's not okay for you to move in this direction. But where is the discernment in the, in the Spirit from the people of God? Guys, we have got to know what evil is. We have got to know the strategies we are not ignorant of the enemy's devices the Lord has given us his spoken word and his written word that we can dive into and we can see the assault of the enemy before it comes but we've got to have some discernment we have got to see things but the only way that we will ever begin to see things is if we are in that elevated position in the watchman there is nothing hidden Everything is in the sight of the seer from the elevated position. Now, hear me again. That's not that you see everything in the realm of the natural, but you begin to get a sense of urgency in the realm of the spirit. And you can begin to combat those things. What we can begin to do, a, a, a situation happened a while back, and there was something that I was disturbed about. Anybody ever get disturbed about anything? And I called pastors, Pastor Val, and I said, I'm disturbed by this. I just don't understand this. And in that moment, he said, I saw it too. But what's happening is we have got to learn that when we are disturbed by something, it's an invitation by God to begin to intercede over that manner. He said, if we don't ever intercede, we will never be allowed to position ourselves to intervene. Amen? We like to go ahead and call it out. We like to go ahead and pinpoint people and judge people. But until we begin to cover them in the arena of intercession, we will never begin to be positioned to speak anything into their life, to begin to intervene and to see them come out of darkness into marvelous light. Amen? But if we don't live in an elevated position, our eyes will be shut to the things of the Spirit. Amen? So what happens is when we begin to see these things... Our eyes begin to be open to the state of the region by realm of the Spirit. And when our eyes are open to the state of the region in the realm of the Spirit, disruption and division cannot live in that environment. Amen? 
disruption and division. I'm telling you, there is such a war upon the house of God. There is a war upon the people of God. So what is our response? It's not to stand on the picket line and begin to scream with our fingers pointed. It's that we elevate, we ascend the hill of the Lord, and we begin to intervene by way of the Spirit. And these things, this rebellion, this attack, we begin to cut this thing off in the realm of the Spirit. Now, I want you to also understand that the watchman doesn't just discern wickedness. Do you know that there's another side to discernment other than just seeing what's evil? We can also see what is good and what is God and the direction that God is wanting to lead us into. He also, the watchman doesn't only see the wickedness that is trying to take the land. He also sees the devotion of others when nobody else sees. In business, in ministry... So many times we promote based upon popularity. Well, they just look like they're fit for that job. And so has anybody ever gotten into trouble putting somebody in a place and then after about two months you was like, I should have never done that. Because you didn't understand that they were trying to get as close to you as they possibly could so that they, they could thwart whatever God was wanting to do in your life. Amen. And if you've never done it, I'm telling you, that is a Jezebel spirit. They want to get as close to you as we... Uh, several months ago, we watched this, uh, something on a Wednesday night, Pastor Robert Morris, when he was talking about the spirit of Jezebel. That is one of the things that the spirit of Jezebel wants to do. She wants to position herself, just or him, as close as he can to you, so that way you'll begin to promote them. But only problem is, when you promote them, then it gets you into a mess that you never should have been in before. Amen. And I'm not talking about ministry. I'm talking about in the realm of business. I'm talking about in the realm of all the aspects of life. We have got to promote based on devotion and not based upon skill set. I remember a man talking about this one time. He said he began to give himself to the Lord and he got into work the next Monday. And the Lord or his boss came up and he says, I'm going to promote you, but I have no idea why. That'd make you feel real good, wouldn't it? You get into work Monday and your boss comes up and says, I don't know, but I'm going to give you that position you want, even though you're not qualified. And I don't know if you can do the job or not, but something in me is telling me that you need to take it. And you know why that happens? Because doors are open because you're a realm of devotion. And then all of a sudden, as the Lord begins to speak to you, you begin to release a blessing into that place that God has called you into, not because you might know everything, but because you have an ear to the realm of the Spirit. Amen. Doesn't the Bible say this, that the Spirit will teach you all things? The Spirit will release to you things that you had no idea you were capable of doing, but it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit, says the Lord. The watchman, now this is a big thing, this is very crucial in this hour. The watchman will allow the land to operate in a place of rest. Right now there is so much chaos, there is so much turmoil, there is so much unrest and uneasiness that is taking place in the land. But the people can begin to operate in a realm of peace and rest knowing that nothing is going to catch them off guard. How many of you know that even though situations come and they go that are less than ideal, you can begin to prepare if you know that they're coming. 
But when they catch you off guard, it makes you uneasy. It makes you fearful. It makes you begin to wring your hands, and it makes you begin to question whether you're in the right place or not because the enemy's assault upon your mind in a moment of weakness when you didn't see something coming. But when a watchman is accurately positioned in an elevated position and they can see the attacks coming upon the land and they issue a decree that there is a warning, you can begin to live your life in a manner of which you will not be taken by surprise and when you know you're not going to be taken by surprise you can operate in rest amen you can operate in this posture of rest people i have i have wasted resources because things have caught me by surprise i have wasted time and energy because things have caught me by surprise. And I've thought, well, if I go in this direction, then it's going to fix it. The only problem is, is that took my time, took my money, it took my energy, and it didn't fix a thing. But if I would have been elevated in that moment with an open ear to the Spirit of God, I would have not been taken by surprise. And those things which I allowed the enemy to take from me, he would have never gotten his hands on to begin with. Amen? We, we don't have time to waste our resources. Church, we don't have time to waste our time. We don't have time to waste our time. That's good old southeastern Missouri vernacular, right? We ain't got time to waste our time. Somebody needs to make a t-shirt with that on it. We ain't got time to waste our time. Hallelujah. Now my mind's all scattered from that. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. We have got to be in a position that we can see our region operate in a place of rest. Rest is operating from a posture of surety in the Spirit. Hear me again. When we begin to operate in rest, it's because we are sure that we are moving in what the Spirit of God is speaking. When you're not moving and you're not sure what God said, then your life will begin to be chaotic because you are wondering and the enemy is putting pressure on you. Is that what God really said? But when you are sure that you are sure that you are sure this is the word of the Lord for me, then you can begin to move in the realm of unknown by faith because you are sure that the Spirit of the Lord is leading you. But what we have done, because we have not been in an open ear to hear what God is saying, we've been striving in the flesh and not sure in the Spirit. Now, I'm not saying that the enemy's not going to war against you to try to combat, because even Jesus, do you remember when Jesus was baptized and the heavens opened up, the Spirit descended like a dove? And this is what God the Father said, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. The very next verse said, The Spirit led him into the wilderness. You know what happened in the wilderness? The very thing that God spoke over Jesus is the very thing that Satan combated. If you really are the Son of God. The only problem is, Satan, that's not what God said. He said, he is my beloved son. And Satan comes and tried to take him out of that posture of being beloved by God. Did you know you were loved by God? Did you really know that in your faults and your frailties and your weaknesses, you are loved tremendously with a passionate love and an unconditional love by God? And God puts a lot of trust in you, even though sometimes you don't put a lot of trust in yourself. Amen? But when we know that we have heard from God... And we stand upon that word with everything inside of us. And we can begin to decree, thus saith the Lord in the earth, then it will put the region in a place of rest. Only when rest is the working factor in the land will the Spirit be free to operate as He wills. 
Why? Why is this? Because when you operate in a spirit of rest, your flesh stops striving to produce. How many years have we spent striving to produce fruit? How many years have we been caught red-handed striving to produce those things that we don't even have the ability to produce? But you know, it's amazing how the kingdom of God is so on the different spectrum of the kingdom of the world that we are used to. Amen? It's kind of like the fast food. You want something and you want it now. And if you have to wait three and a half seconds in the drive-thru, you're aggravated, you're upset and all that. And God is not a fast food type of God. He likes to marinate some things. He likes to speak the word and then put it up on a shelf so it can begin to do the work in the person. Because I want you to understand something. When God speaks something into you, he wants to do a work in you before that word ever comes to pass to begin with. Because what's the point if the word of God comes to us and we just decree the word of the Lord but it never penetrates us? So how can the word be built in passion and authority and truth if we don't even believe what God is speaking us to declare? Amen? We go out and we declare the Lord is returning. The Lord is coming. Do you believe that? Because if we don't believe it, we may say it for a moment. We may say it tomorrow. We may go to next week and declaring the Lord is coming back, but after that it's going to lose its momentum and we're not going to declare thus saith the Lord anymore. Well, nobody wants to hear that. It doesn't matter what people want to hear. What is God speaking? What is God speaking? What is God declaring? And last, a watchman calls others to be watchmen. A watchman that's anointed by God calls others to be watchmen. Now, I want to make this clear this morning. The watchman does not call one to the service of a watchman. Even though a watchman does call others to be watchmen, a watchman does not call one to the service of that position. It calls one to the feet of Jesus. You really want to be effective. You don't call people into service. You call people into surrender. Here's the thing. If you can call people to the feet of Jesus, then once they get at the feet of Jesus, it doesn't matter what God issues over them, they are willing to do it. But if you never set them in a posture at the feet of Jesus, they aren't going to be willing to do what Jesus is declaring over them to do. A watchman will call people to be watchmen, not right off the bat. They will ultimately call them to be somebody that sits and rests at the feet of Jesus. But when somebody is willing to sit and rest at the feet of Jesus, then they will be given the assignment to be a watchman upon the wall. Church, right now, remember, the harvest is not ours. The harvest belongs to him. And he wants to anoint the harvest. We need laborers in the fields that are willing to sit at the feet of Jesus, not just be busy all the time with stuff, trying to make stuff happen, but to sit at the feet of Jesus, to hear his words, to abide in him, to begin to do life with him, to begin to do life with one another so that way we can come into that posture where we can be that voice like a trumpet that can declare, thus saith the Lord, because he has done it in me. You know, one of the greatest testimonies you can ever have to give somebody, say, I know God can do it in you because I watched him do it in me. 
I know God can deliver those people from alcohol and drugs. You know why I know that? Because he did it in me. I know that God can deliver people from pornography. You know why I know that? Because he did it in me. I know God can deliver you from anything that you are going through. You know why? Because he did that work in me. And as a watchman, I am declaring over you the word of your testimony can begin to see lives be transformed. Not because you say the right thing. It's because God had done it in you first. Hallelujah. Can you stand with me this morning? Are you willing to let God do the work? And I'm telling you, you want to be the most effective watchman on the wall you can be. Learn to abide at the feet of Jesus. A true watchman doesn't just tell people to fall in love with Jesus. It grants them permission. I want you to know that there is great grace upon you to fall in love with Jesus all over again. There's a great grace upon this house this morning for you to be positioned at the feet of Jesus. I'm not talking about, and I'm just going to parrot what Pastor Zach said last week, it's not about church attendance. It's not about you memorizing the most verses. It's about you finding a place and rest in God. And as you find that place of rest in God, you're going to be amazed how God can use you with no effort whatsoever. How many times have we worked ourselves to the bone with no fruit? And have you ever been in that posture that all you've been doing is just seeking the face of God? You've been falling in love with Jesus, and then all of a sudden you start seeing fruit everywhere around you. You're like, I didn't even do anything. That's the idea. It's, it's, it's kind of like this. How many of you have children? Yeah, a lot of us. It's kind of like... Uh, when my girls learned to ride a bicycle and you would get behind them and you would hold the seat and they're just giving it everything they got, that wheel is going every which direction, but they're not falling over. And they're saying, you know what, this is easy. You're not even doing it right, but it's easy. You know why? Because daddy's got his hand on the seat. It's the same thing in the realm of our father. Sometimes we get going in a direction and maybe we're not saying all the right things and maybe we're not doing all the right things. And, but dad's got his hand on the seat. And we're beginning to see the product of our father's hand upon our life. And all we're doing, you know what? It, it's amazing because my girls, when they got on that bicycle, they didn't know my hand was on the seat, but they had this in mind. There is no way that dad's going to let me fall. There is no way that mom is going to let me fall. And I trust them. I may hit a rock, and it may send my wheel shooting off in a different direction. But I know that the Father's love is not diminished on me because I hit a rock. And then all of a sudden, they get this surety about them, this thing called rest, this thing called safety upon their life because they know. They know that they know that they know. I'm not going to fail because dad's watching over me. You're called to be a watchman on the wall. I want you to know that there's a grace. And I want to say it again with this holy passion. There is a grace for you to come to the feet of Jesus this morning. Don't get excited because there's a mandate. Get excited because there's an open door in heaven. Amen. You remember when his disciples came to Jesus and they said, the demons are subject to us. And he said, don't get excited about that. 
Don't get excited that demons tremble. Don't get excited that demons... Get excited that your names have been written in the Lamb's book of life. This morning, yes, there's a call. There's an assignment. But don't let your assignment take preeminence over the one who issued the decree. We declare the word as a watchman. Yes. We awaken the land with the trumpet. Yes. We operate in a spirit of discernment. Yes. We protect the land so it can operate in a spirit of rest. Yes. But most importantly, we call people to the feet of Jesus.